You're listening to The Outer Timers, and now here are your hosts, Chief and Ben. Hold on tight, it's episode 14 of The Out of Timers. It's me, your host, Ben. Chief, are you receiving my signal, good sir? Receiving loud and clear. However, I'm Uh fumbling around to find my white Russian because I've decided to podcast in the dark and I've put my drink down somewhere and I can't find it. Holy smoke, you're like the big Lebowski. Whoa, found it. It's all good. Almost drinks it over. He drinks uh, white Russians. He does. I That's... don't actually know if I'm thrilled about that drink. Just talk me through a white Russian. One part Kahlua, one part vodka, one part milk, but I'm using soy milk. Yeah, I think you know, it's the milk aspect. So what's it like with soy milk? Is that frowned upon? However, you're supposed to use cream, I think. Yeah, you can't just put semi-skimmed in that. No, but um, soy milk, is it frowned on? I don't know. All I know is the soy milk is slightly sweetened which gives it, you know, a, a kind of creamier, nice taste. I'm, I'm down in these by the gallon. I tell you what, I, I'll give it one thing. It's a good-looking drink. Mm. It looks odd. <laughs> yeah. Just drinking some white, delicious milk. Chief, so you've got a white Russian up there in the loft in the dark. Yeah. That's a strong look. Well, it, if I could see anything, it would be, so... Are you sort of balancing the glass up the ladder as you go, or are you making it up there? Nope, because it's a good shout. What I do is, I bought snacks up as well. I've had some Walker's Max Extra Strong Jalapeno and Cheese Crisps, which are really hot, but very Moorish. And so I put those in a bowl, get my cola for the show, or is it for the show, and then my drink. So I take those things halfway up the ladder, reach up, and kind of blindly put them on the ledge. Go back down, get my laptop, reach up, kind of blindly put that up, hoping not to knock over the drinks. And then bring myself up the ladder move those things away from the hatch, put the big boy beanbag over the loft opening to damp A, dampen the sound for the missus and the kids so they don't complain, and B, keep the heat in the loft and so the cold draft doesn't go downstairs. That's incredible. It's kind of like a diabolical version of that, you know, where you've got... um the boat and the fo- the farmer the fox and the chicken and you've got to get the grain over there yeah. basically people are thinking okay how's chief going to get a white russian a laptop a bean bag in three moves up into the loft much like our segment later in three moves yes, yes. much like that segment yeah. so um, chief what have you been up to this past week well i don't know if this just counts as a regular catch-up or if you want to play the retro gaming jingle, you don't have to, but if you can, you want to. I completed Resident Evil 1. It's time to game, it's time to play. Fire up the console with no delay. Man, that's tough, you'll hear us say. It's Chief and Ben with Retro Replay. I saw you sent me a screen grab of a screen that said 15 hours... 29 minutes, I think. Yes. So, is that considered to be... A good time? A competitive time? I feel this game took me forever. I think I've probably completed this three times previously, and I'm playing the 2002 GameCube version, which is a pretty much shot-for-shot remake of the original late 90s PlayStation version, although with far superior graphics. So I would never play that original version. I'd always play the GameCube version over that. I looked at, after I'd completed it, I looked at some speedruns, and apparently you can do it in about one, one hour 30. If yeah, but that is just 
yeah, if you're playing on easy level with like an infinite ammo shotgun from the start, there's a lot of tweaks there. So I don't. What think level you... setting did you play, Chief? So I played as Chris, which he only has six item slots, whereas Jill has eight. So I'm immediately handicapping myself a little bit, and then I think I played it on normal. So okay, yeah. But I found the game vast. It was bigger than I remembered. I I did the mansion bit, and I was like, right, I must be at the end now. And then I forgot about the courtyard, Layer. the courtyard segment, and then. The laboratory bit, I forgot about yeah. that as well. Retro replay! So the first third was literally balls to the wall anxiety. It was just like zombies coming. And then the anxiety, mm. I mentioned this to uh, my co host SJub7 on the Talking Joe podcast, that the real anxiety for me was I've only got one ink ribbon and that's my save point. I've been playing for 45 minutes. If I die now, I'm going to have to do all those 45 minutes again. And that's where the anxiety came for me of the, you know, when what if I die? When you go deep into a game like that, does it seep into your normal life where you catch yourself thinking, whoa, is there a zombie in the fridge? Not happened upon that yet, but maybe on Sometimes later Sometimes I get so deep into these games, you know, your mind plays tricks. Yeah. Now, you put 15 hours into that now, bad boy, yes, Chief. Now, I would say two things. Number one, I am a linear game fan. I don't like these open world shenanigan games where, you know, you go and do whatever, whatever you want. I did like Red Dead Redemption, the first one. That's about the only one I liked of that genre. Mm-hmm. But this is a linear game, and the fact that it took 15 hours to play speaks volumes you know, I don't think I've probably ever played another linear game that took that long to play. And the other thing that struck me was how gaming has evolved. So when we were first getting into it, uh, you know, C64, Mega Drive, all those days, yeah. where there were, later in the life of the Mega Drive, there were save points. But those early platformers and stuff, there was no save points. You want to play Mickey Mouse Castle of Illusion or Sonic, yeah. you're doing it in one sitting. Which That's is it. like, what, hour and a half, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. But... It takes you... You don't do it in the on your first go. No, of course. You're no. probably chucking in 10, 20 hours before you find yep. all the attack patterns and everything before you can do it. But th- that, that attack kind of then... Delta. Go now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that kind of evolved into what... Resident Evil such a different beast because it was... It had these saves, but you had to put in a big chunk of time between... We didn't have to, but there's limited ink ribbons. So you're you're looking at 30 to 45 to an hour of play before between each save because you don't want to be saving every time because you've only got limited amount of save ink ribbons. Yes, And yes. that means... It had me contemplating today's gaming where you can literally save every second in whatever game you're playing. And it had me thinking, who was playing these Resident Evil games at the time? Because it wouldn't have been people of my age now because they would have had families how do you find that time to play? Well, I suppose, how am I finding the time to play? Oh, but... dude, that was 20-somethings for sure, wasn't it? That was kind of when gaming aged up, didn't it? Yeah, but it and must have the... been people that either didn't have families or were at uni or things like that where yeah, you could dude, afford to sink. Dudes. Where you could afford to sink in. Sink, you know, if I, if I, when I played a session of this recently, because I've completed it over a couple of weeks, I wanted to keep playing. I wanted to play like six-hour sessions but you can't really do that of someone with a family and a job and all that kind of thing. You, you're limited to those smaller bite-sized chunks. But whereas today... Yeah, do you think it's actually designed to be played in longer stints? Yeah, I do. And it, it really had me thinking about 
who the core demographic not only was it aimed at but who was actually playing it was that demographic the ones who were playing it or was it kind of singling out people that didn't have the time to play I don't know I'm, I'm just I just found it quite interesting whereas today pretty much anyone can play any game of any age because you can play most games in very small chunks yeah I feel like games have become more kind of like experiences where the the developers actually want you to play through it not not super easily but they don't want you getting frustrated they want you to actually experience the game in like a flow yeah. Uh, which can be frustrating if it's too easy, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Because um, a lot of times you don't really have, on these big open world games, it's not like you have an easy, normal, or a hard, you know? No, exactly. You just, you just exactly. play it. You're just basically just sucking in this experience that they're giving you. I mean, a complaint I have is all the cutscenes in modern games and stuff, it's like... Uh, I just want to play it. And sometimes there's stuff that I just think is so pointless, especially the stuff where there's a cutscene and then it asks you to like tap X and you feel like you're sort of meant to be affecting it. I don't know. I'm yeah. a retro gamer, Chief. Yep. I'm going to ask you what you've been doing, but in fact, I'm watching what you've been doing because live, well, it won't be live, it'll be 12 days out of date, but you dropped, you just dropped some new content on Ben Flying Retro. Yeah, that's basically what I've been doing. Oh my God, I've been editing um, this Instagram film for the last... When did I start? I think I started messing around maybe last Thursday and I've pretty much done every night since then from like 8 till 1am. Well, I mean, Jesus, I'm watching it now and holy ballsacks, this is fantastic. This is really Might good. Might give you a seizure. Holy <laughs> jeepers. I mean, this is... I'm looking at it and I'm just thinking, how many hours did he sink into this? There's a lot of hours. I mean, because also, what, the thing is, what you don't see, oh, it's a bit like Resident Evil Chief, is the all the different versions I had of it. And I, I, I did like five hours work on this whole like little mini section to it. And then at the end, I'm like, nope, I hate that. Delete. And that's kind of like the life of an editor, I guess. But it's been it's been too long since I kind of exercised you know that creative muscle and i just felt like doing something so i thought i'd do a mainly stills mashup there is a little bit of video footage in there yeah he-man um, punching yeah and then and then there's a bit quite a lot of audio design in there as well but it's it, the thing the nice thing about instagram is it's a minute long and i like the constraints of what can you squeeze into one minute yeah there's some sports stuff in there. there's quite a bit of jordan yeah just seen just, that 80s-tastic. It's great. Then, it's really good. I'm watching it again. I've just watched it for the third time. I keep. I kept thinking at night, I was like, oh, I forgot to put that in. And then I thought, because I thought in one minute, I'd be able to squeeze in most of the big iconography from the 80s and barely scratch the surface, really. <laughs> yeah, really good. Speaking, yeah. just very quickly, speaking of... Jordan, I started watching, and oh! this is this is why I've only watched two movies this week. I started watching The Last Dance, which is a ten-part, ten-hour ESPN documentary yes. chronicling the Chicago Bulls 1997-98 season. I think it was, which was the final championship they won, number six, and before they broke apart the team. And uh, watched the first two parts. There's only two yeah, out so that- far. Yeah, there's only two out so far, well, that's correct. By yeah. the, at the time of recording, there's only two out so far. But um, yeah, uh, this is fantastic. And I find... Yeah, I'm so pumped for that. Oh, you haven't started it yet? No, I haven't started it. Are they an hour each? They're, yeah, about 50 minutes each. Yeah, I'm, I'm well pumped for that. I'm yeah. a big fan of Jordan. 
So is it? Are they going to just eke it out one one a week, or are they, oh, they just given us two as a treat? Well, these were supposed to air during the NBA Finals. Oh, okay. I guess, I see. I guess on off nights where there were was no game on, but they brought that forward during obviously because the, there's no season on now, and they're airing two parts every Sunday. That's cool. But yeah, holy smoke, we, we yeah we have not watched many films this week. No, no. Um, <laughs> shall, shall we segue into Letterbox then? Yeah, I'm trying to think if I've got anything else to say in the catch-up. Just that, I, I, this is what happened to me with um, Talking Joe. I, when, when the summertime hits, yes. and then I start dipping my toes into... Because I think the re, one of the main reasons I stopped doing Talking Joe was because I wanted to start my Instagram page okay, um, and started doing content. I've just realised how much of a drain it is for me to make like one piece of content yeah has like it changes the whole dynamic of our household right because i'm basically just in the office every second because when i'm when i'm i'm not very good at multitasking so when i get the bit between my teeth it's literally all i can think about and do i can't really do multiple things at once so because i was making that piece of content it's like I had to put the whole rest of my life on pause. Yeah. I've realized that making my Insta page video based is very difficult to drop, you know, daily or, con- you know, a lot of content because I kind of make videos which take forever. So I'm thinking about trying to take more photos. Okay. Okay. Uh, just so I can upload more stuff. But wow. anyway, yeah, that's been my week. So, letterbox. Um, I, I've got no idea. My memory's so bad. I don't know who went first last week. Uh, what do you want to do? Well, I'll go first, Chief. Right. And I watched one film, and I watched that today, and that was True Romance, which we will get to in a little bit. Okay. So this segment's going to be very quick. So I only watched two movies this week. So wait a minute. Let's say what is your what is your uh, list say you're on then for total films uh, I'm not sure because I actually haven't added True Romance so it would be whatever it was last oh, week bloody hell alright I tell you what let me Balls. let me look it up quickly on the old dog dog and bone that is that means phone for people that don't know Cockney <laughs> speak you've got lists movies watched in 2020 82 flicks for you okay so 83 then yeah so 83 whoa Chief Doggy Dog also on 83 so I've tied tied whoa. the leader interesting so, okay. first time since we were 0-0, it's a tie ball game. And we mentioned this offline. We had some big, big boy, big balls talk early on in this show. Charlie Big Spuds. Charlie Big Spuds, Billy Big Balls, saying that, <laughs> saying that when I said originally 200 movies in a calendar year, you scoffed at me. You were like, 200? Yeah. I'll watch 200 in a day, punk. <laughs> well, not literally, but that was a, that was a paltry number. And yeah. then when I started cranking them out, we were like, fine, we're going to probably hit 250. We might, if we go all guns yeah. blazing, hit 300. But the wheels have started to come off. And then it became a battle. It's like 200's in the bag. Now it's just who can watch the most. Now I'm worried that we're not going to make 200. Yeah, we, we were start, starting this segment, opening this segment with like uh, phrases like, well, look, obviously, you know, 200 is not in doubt. We're going to smash that probably by August. Yeah. Now I'm thinking, hang on, surely we're behind what we should be at yeah. by now. Well, listen, 15 hours of Resident Evil equates to like seven movies. 
And That's true, but you can't log that, Chief. No, and ten hours of Michael Jordan Chicago Bulls documentary. That's five five movies. So all these other media consumption activities are taking a dent. I don't see myself going back to the golden years of you know seven, eight, nine movies in a week. But who knows? October, November, December are big months for me. I finished strong, Chief. Okay, all right. Well, the, the fight's <laughs> back on. So I also watched True Romance today. And we'll get yep. onto that in a bit. The only other movie I watched was from 1999, and it is The Matrix. Yes, I'm. I'm very keen to find out what Chief Dog thinks of The Matrix. Well, I gave this two and a half stars. Okay. So, I mean, I knew you obviously weren't going to like it, but you do know that it's considered, I guess, to be a a bit of a modern classic. I suppose. Okay. okay. Um, well, I... it was quite an important film, wasn't it? It, it definitely. I was huge. Yeah, I saw it at the cinema. I came out of the cinema. I, I've got no recollection of what I thought. I've seen it probably once a, once on DVD since. Didn't particularly like it. This time around, I think I probably liked it more than I did previously. It's Keanu Reeves is exceptionally bad in it. And I didn't have as much dislike as the second time around for Lawrence Fishburne's character of Morpheus. Because... All my recollection before rewatching it this time round was Morpheus is just like this annoying riddle maker. What is the Matrix? And just every answer was a riddle that just made me mm-hmm. want to punch him in the face. And I didn't feel that was as prevalent on this rewatch I've just done. I thought actually, okay, that's that's maybe not What's quite your as heavy. With uh, Reeves, just I thought he was really really bad in it. Just his acting and his delivery of lines and I thought just... he kind of fit what they were trying to do. That film is such a time capsule for the end of the 90s for me i'm not a massive fan of the matrix but i do appreciate that it kind of did something different with the action genre and technically obviously it was way ahead of its time yeah i think stylistically Um, i'm not sure how how well it's aged um because it's almost when something gets kind of parodied so much and when some when other things you know i feel like other things have done it better now maybe yeah i don't know yeah are you gonna watch the sequels uh i am gonna watch the sequels i think i think like you said the action scenes and this kind of hyperkinetic fighting that had probably been around in asian martial arts movies for a while and i think this was probably the western audience's first taste of it no but i'm talking it was more the technically how they filmed it with bullet time that had never been done yeah no i'm just Um, saying from from a stylistic choreography point of view i i actually quite like that i thought that the fight scenes were good i don't know i didn't i give it two and a half that that doesn't mean i dislike the movie it's just okay fine it's there it is it's it's yeah. kind of another sci-fi it's, movie that's highly, trying to do something a little bit different. Highly unlikely that you will ever watch that film again, though. Correct. Yes, correct. You'd have to imagine now. Yes. That that's that's done. I mean, I f- I feel for you, buddy, having to watch those those sequels. All right. So um, what's the so the first one you've got is Reloaded, which is which is actually passable, but okay. but does look incredibly dated uh, in terms of the CGI. Right. So they 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 had a what they thought was a groundbreaking scene where he fights like hundreds and hundreds of agent Smiths. agent Smiths yeah and it just looks awful now okay I mean, it looks like a bad and video game didn't they film those back to back those next two as well yes okay yeah and the third one 
yeah, it, it thinks it's way more clever than it actually right. is. I have seen sure. that. I have seen them before when they first came. Have out, you but, seen the third one? But I've got no, absolutely no recollection. Yeah, other, other than that, other than that, Smith Neo versus a million Smiths. Interesting, interesting to see what happens there. Um, I am a little bit parched. Well, I finished that Caucasian pretty much as soon as I started talking about it. So I'm wondering if either of us have got any colas because it's time for cola chaos. Cola chaos. Uh. Cola in the hizzy. I got a cola, chief. Whoa, have you? Yeah, I got a cola. Okay. I um, went for a run and yes. I nipped in to Tesco and got one. I've got a Pepsi Max Raspberry. Okay, this is one you've had before. No, it's not, chump. That was a cherry. Oh, was it? Yeah, well, you should have... Surely you've got a spreadsheet, haven't you, Chief? Uh, I've got a spreadsheet. Get the spready up. Yep, you had the raspberry last time because it came off the back of the ch- uh, strawberry twist Coke. No! Are you actually looking at hard data right now? Uh, wait a minute, I've got a bloody hell, I've got to turn the light on. Wait a minute, leave... Uh, okay, uh, I'm going over here... nurses have it tough. I'm going over here, listeners, I've got a bit of paper. I don't have to turn the light on. I've got a bit of paper here and it tells me... Uh, I've written down on each episode what movie we did, what spotlight, what cola, and I'm looking here and on episode 11, I had a Pepsi Ginger, you had a Pepsi Raspberry. This sucks. Have I ever had a Pepsi Max cherry? No. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. So you've been rumbled. In your okay, memory, well, just, your memory's bad. I'll just drink on. Why don't you have just one? But drink it anyway. Uh, so I am going I to... This is where... standing there for ages this is, well. <laughs> this is where I end up looking like the fool when we go back and listen, and uh, it was a Pepsi cherry that you had last time. But anyway, I have got... Whoa, this is not a cola. This is a Dr. Pepper. Yeah. It's brown, it's fizzy. That's a cola, yeah, mate. I, I, I've not been out and I haven't had time and I thought I want to have a drink. So it's close enough to a cola that I'm going to have it go. Yep. Dr. Pepper, what's the worst that can happen? Tell you what, love those old school Dr. Pepper adverts. Yeah, they're cool. Really good. Should have put them in the bloody video I did. Chief, I'm <sighs> going to go back because I'm just not happy with this. Okay. Go back where? To listen to these episodes do it now dr pepper is i think my favorite carbonated drink oh what, what you just decided that now or? no no it's been so for <laughs> a long time i'm saying 10 15 years <laughs> oh you turned your back on pepsi uh yeah turn my back on pepsi this is a sparkling fruit flavored soft drink and they never tell you what the flavors are what the fruit is but it is definitely a bit of raspberry bit of cherry love it yeah love that dr pepper feels like cola chaos the chaos is actually quieting down and it we're struggling to get new colas yeah. we might have to think of a new segment we might have to think of a new segment i've got i've got a few ideas but i'll run them past you later okay buddy but with you know with that in the bag and <laughs> i think we need to move on because it's time for raiders of the lost link we're going much further than the six degrees of bacon linking two films and just three steps we are taking using actors directors to get where we're going and some tenuous links to keep the game flowing do the steps hold up what do you think now listen up fools it's raiders of the lost link last week it was chief coming in hot with snake eyes yeah that was left field man yeah yeah right so this week's film is true romance from the director of Top Gun and Beverly Hills Cop 2. Hello, baby! Clarence? 
married man, buddy. <laughs> a con man. Ask him if he got the letter. Did you get the letter? What letter? Yeah, I'm so talking to you. No, Tom, tell him we gotta go. <laughs> a call girl. You call for a day? Huh? Ah! I'm out of here. She a four-alarm fire or what? She seems very nice. What are you doing in L.A. Annie, huh? And a suitcase full of trouble. My name is Vincent Cocotti. I work as consul for Mr. Blue Lou Boyle, the man your son stole from. Now, all that stands between them and their wildest dreams. Find out who this wing and a prayer artist is and take him off at the neck. Are 60 cops. 40 agents. He's a wild man, this kid Clarence. I like him. 30 mobsters. I haven't killed anybody since 1984. And a few thousand bullets. We're all gonna die here. These are cops. Put it down. Put it down. Put it down. Christian Slater. Patricia Arquette, Dennis Hopper, Val Kilmer, Gary Oldman, Brad Pitt, Christopher Walken. Slow it down, man. In a Tony Scott film. I think what you did, I think what you did was so romantic. Not since Barney and Clyde have two people been so good at being bad. Romance. Okay, this is how I did it, kids. So, Snake Eyes was directed by Brian De Palma, who also directed Scarface. Okay, so you're going now, from Snake Eyes to Scarface. Yeah, he's got right in there. Yeah. Scarface. So, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh my god. Chief! What's your what's broadcasting your, code? What's your what's your next movie? I want to know your next movie after Scarface. I'm gonna try and well, guess. I like the link. to do it. Uh, all right, Jeez, do man. it your way. Do you, it your way. You have you've hijacked. You have hosed this segment down. Right, this is how I did it, kids. Snake Eyes was directed by Brian De Palma, who also directed Scarface. Now, Scarface was actually written by Oliver Stone, who also made Natural Born Killers. Natural Born Killers was written by Quentin Tarantino who also wrote this week's film True Romance Very good. there we go Chief Very are you good. happy with my links I'm happy with your links they all stand up they're to safe. the gravy safe ding 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 two thumbs up from the Chief yeah they're a bit safe they they're are a bit, a bit safe, safe. Um, you could have done it in one link go for it and that link is the um, movie Wind Talkers well, no, it's it's. Is it oh one yeah, the war film. Two? The war film by John Woo. Nicholas Cage was in that. So was Christian Slater, and Christian Slater's in True Romance. Yeah, it's two links. That is, that is two links. Yes, two links. So it goes: Nicholas Cage from Snake Eyes to Wind Talkers, Christian Slater from Wind Talkers to True Romance. Two links. True Romance. Hit me with some numbers, Chief. Let me uh, pull the mic in a bit closer so I can. Get All these right. numbers up. Let's look at Rotten Tomatoes. The critics give this 93. The audience gives it 93. Okay. Man, that's high yep. as. Yep, high as. Uh, this had a 
budget of fourteen million dollars, and the domestic take was twelve point two million dollars, and it did not have an international release. So this made a loss. That's that's strange to me. No, wh- yeah. why? Because they they thought it tanked, so they just thought, oh, let's not release it anywhere no else. Idea. I'm gonna have to research this. Yeah, September September 10, 1993, This came out. I always thought it was quite a big, successful film. Well, I'll tell you what, let's jump to that right now before we crack into the numbers, because that is a great segue. This was the 99th ranked box office movie of the year. Yeah, I mean, well, it's a small, you know, it's a yeah. small picture, isn't it? So what, what, do you, what do you think the top five were of 1993? Ooh, 1993. Chief, uh, got- I am in the dark, just like you are in that goddamn loft. You've got to yeah. give me something. Well, the first one, number one, more than doubled number two in the list. It was it, it was a it spawned clue. It spawned one, two, three, four sequels possibly. It made a billion. Oh, Jurassic Park! Jurassic Park! Jurassic Park number one, number two, a comedy with a man dressed as a woman. Mrs. Doubtfire. Mrs. Doubtfire. Number three, search every hen house, every outhouse, every. Oh, the fugitive. There you go. Number four. This is a movie I don't think I've seen. It's it's an Oscar winner. It's a black and white movie with a flash of red. Schindler's List. There you go. Yeah, I uh, guess you have no business seeing that film, Chief. Number five. Number five. <laughs> you watched this recently, and you were pretty down on it. It's a Tom Cruise movie. Oh Christ! What the heck was that thing? It was the John Grisham nonsense. Correct. The Firm. The Firm. There you go. You've done it. All three. All five. Well done. Nice. Right, let's move on right. to the meat of the subject, True Romance. So, directed by Tony Scott. Now, the word around the campfire is that somehow Tarantino got two scripts to Tony Scott. So, he hadn't made a film yet. Yep. One of them was Reservoir Dogs. One of them was True Romance. And Tony Scott was like, oh, God, what's this Reservoir Dogs? I want to do that. And Taz was like, well, I'm already actually making that. I'm already sort of started it, cast it. He was like, why don't you do True Romance? And Tony Scott was like, yeah, all right, I'll do that. Quentin Tarantino apparently had some issues with the film, but on the whole, liked it. But I think it's the perfect balance between the edginess of Tarantino's dialogue, but then the kind of sunset filmmaking of Tony Scott. Yes. yes. Obviously, you probably... I don't know if you feel the same way. You gave it two and a half stars. What did you? What, but, um, so you haven't ranked it yet. What? What? What are you giving it? Uh, no, it's actually a very special film for me. I'm probably going to give it a four and a half. Okay. I passionately love this film. Right. Just from the just from the opening, the the Detroit that the famous piece of music. Dude, you must love that he works in the comic store, man. Yeah, that's cool. But I'm not particularly fond of Christian Slater. Oh, so obviously okay. I know well, Arkansas eyes Dave. Eyes too close together? Arkansas, <laughs> no, Arkansas <laughs> Dave in Young Guns 2, I like... Best role for you. I like... Yes, yeah, his best role by a mile because he's, he's not in every scene and his accent kind of fits. But just in a regular movie, I don't particularly like his accent... Young Jack Nicholson, isn't he? Yeah, That's what he was billed and as at the time. I don't know. He, it, I felt that a lot of the characters, mm-hmm. the way they were acting, just didn't make sense or compute to me. He's not going to go oh, and kill someone. It just doesn't make sense. 
Oh, that's interesting because I actually felt the complete opposite because when I was watching it today, I just thought I couldn't. I was like, this film is so well acted. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm saying, no, what um, I'm saying, the acting is great. What I'm saying is the storytelling is not great. So maybe that's the Tarantino side of it. Correct. And you actually, yeah. You, you prefer the, the Tony Scottness of it because I thought yes. the structure was really awesome and I thought it's just so sort of fast and unexpected. Like, I think I do remember watching this for the first time. I think me and my mum rented it, but you you absolutely never know what's going to happen next. Yeah. When the film starts, I don't think you could ever predict that they would sort of end up in that hotel suite with this sort of cocaine bust. No, and that was the best bit for me, that kind of last 20 minutes. And there was kind of a bit, I don't know, late 90s formulaic in in the... Very. In that there's uh, something going down and all different sides of the coin uh, are appearing at once and you've got this big throwdown, so... Maybe I like, you know, I've mentioned it earlier, I like linear storytelling, I guess, in games, and maybe I like it in movies as well, and I don't want too many twists mm-hmm. and turns and stuff. But, I don't know, that first 30 minutes I found quite hard watching, just really? uh, didn't wasn't digging it at all. The- I, did you not find, I find it quite sincere. Yeah. The, 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 their chemistry is amazing. Yeah, Pat- yeah. Uh, Patricia Arquette, is it? That's right. Yep, yep. And this is yeah. low. This is absolutely loaded with actors and actresses. Okay, right now, now I want to sit on this for a little bit. Now let's go through this insane cast because there are so many people in this film that pop up. So the first, who do we get first? So we've got Gary Oldman. He is incredible uh, in this. In the role of his life yes. as Draxel, <laughs> yeah, or Drexel, Drexler. You ever see boy? You got yourself an egg roll. We got everything here from a little eye Joe to damn if I know. No thanks. <laughs> no thanks? What that mean? Hmm? I think you're too scared to be eaten. Let's see. We're sitting down here ready to negotiate. <laughs> You've already given up your shit. I'm still a mystery to you. But I know exactly where your white ass is coming from. See, if I ask if you want some dinner, and you grab the egg roll and start to try down, I said to myself, this motherfucker, he's carrying on like he ain't got a care in the world, and who knows? Maybe he don't. Maybe this fool's such a bad motherfucker. I mean, where do you begin to unpack that scene? It is incredible what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just very, it's so funny. And is one of his dudes uh, Sam Jackson? Sam Jackson pops in. Uh, I think he's going to buy some Coke or do some deal and he gets smoked early. Yeah. Yeah. And then after that scene, we get the uh, very famous Christopher Walken and Dennis Hopper. Uh, Dennis Hopper scene. Yeah. How'd you feel about that scene? I thought that. It's almost like a short movie. Yeah. It wasn't as good as I remembered it. It's very, very strong. Oh. It's a great, it's a great, great scene. Do you know who I am, Mr. Wally? I give up. Who are you? The Antichrist. You got me in a vendetta kind of mood. You tell the angels in heaven you never seen evil so singularly personified as you did in the face of the man who killed you. My name is Vincent Cocotti. I work as counsel for Mr. Blue Lou Boyle, the man your son stole from. I hear you were once a cop, so I can assume you've heard of us before. Am I correct? I've heard of Blue Lou Boyle. I'm glad. Hopefully, 
That will clear up the half full of shit on my question you've been asking yourself. We're going to have a little Q&A. And at the risk of sounding redundant, please make your answers genuine. You want to Chesterfield? No. Christopher Walken's great. Yeah. His buddy is Tony Soprano. Yes. Uh, what's his face? Um... I forget his name. That's bad. Uh, someone. Um, oh, do you J- like it at the end James when they're talking in J- Italian? Gandolfini. Yeah, Gandolfini. Do you like it when they're talking in Italian yeah. and they explain what happened? Yeah, yeah, it's quality. <laughs> um, right, then we keep going and then we get Brad Pitt as the stoner. He's great. Yep. Yep, amazing. After that, we get the two cops. We've got Tom Sizemore. Yep. And is it. Chris Penn? It is Chris Penn, yep. And um, you've got the dude out of Beverly Hills Cop. Serge. You have, and he's incredible. When he's in his in his boss's Porsche, yeah. and the, the coke, he's like, put it in your purse, put it in your yeah. pants. Yeah. <laughs> I love the editing when they're um, in the lift, and I just love the dynamic of it keeps cutting back to the cops, and they're like, he's, not gonna he's shoot. bluffing yeah. you, he's bluffing you. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, oh, listen, so this good. is this is what we've said multiple times. You know, we watch Aliens with a couple of beers or Transformers the movie with a couple of beers and they're five stars every time. Even yeah. chatting to you now has got me thinking, should I bump it up to a three, which I probably might, because uh, well, there's, I... there's there's enough ups. But I, I don't know. I, the comedy. The, the, the downs for me were a little bit like fantasy booking or fantasy writing of what the characters yeah, were doing. It's pulpy. No, you're right. And I'm not big on excessive violence, so I hated that Tom Sizemore, Patricia Arquette scene. Yeah, that is a bit... That's 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 heavy. Yeah. But no, what I was going to say, I, I just think there's so many good uh, lulls in it. There's so much comedy. The producer guy is fantastic. Yeah, he's good. When he's in the... In the Porsche and someone sideswipes him. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, pick a lane. He's like, don't give me the finger. I'll have you killed. Yeah, yeah. You've also oh, got um, Michael Rappaport, who was is is a pretty much nothing guy now, obviously. But in the in the nineties, he was in quite a few. Yeah, movies. yeah. I haven't got a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out. All yeah. I've got is Floyd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, just talking about this film, I could watch it again right now. I'm pumped really? for it. Okay. Good sort of '90s soundtrack, man. It's got a bit of Aerosmith in there. Yep. yep. Um, it's just very, yeah. It's of of its time. Oh, and also Val Kilmer as Elvis. Ah, oh, uncredited, chief. Really? Un uncredited. Yep. What you mean uncredited when the credits rolled in the movie? Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. I think in Tony Scott's back catalogue, I think this is quite a a strange one for him because. Just give me a breakdown it, of Tony Scott. Um, obviously, Top Gun. Okay, well, you've got... So you've got that. You've got, like, 80s Tony Scott. But then he was really sort of famous for working with Denzel Washington, wasn't he? And he did, like, um, right. Man on Fire. Oh, okay. Yes, he did. And yeah, then yeah. he did Domino. They were yep. so hyper-stylized. Uh, they were kind of like almost like music videos. Like, multiple formats. Yeah. Like, really grungy looking quite strange whereas this is very clean it's very it's definitely sort of in between 
Top Gun and then the crazy stuff he did after. But I'm a, a huge fan. I just like the aesthetic of the whole film. Right. Uh, as a comic book fan yourself, when he's discussing... What does he pull out? Spider-Man issue 2? It was a Spider-Man issue, right? Yeah. I don't know yeah, he, he's talking to her about that. I like it because he goes to the cinema on his birthday and he always watches a triple feature, like Kung Fu yeah. triple feature. Yeah, I can relate, man. Good flick. What else to say, Chief? You got anything else you want to say about it? Yeah, I don't know. I, you can you can 100% feel the Tarantino, the early Tarantino. So he must have been young. The dialogue. He must have been, yeah, he must have been young then. I don't know how No, old. so basically Reservoir Dogs came out in 92, and I think this came out in 93, but I think it would have all been optioned before of course. Resi Dogs came out. So, I mean, Tarantino literally went from working in a video store to making Reservoir Dogs. Right, okay. Um, With And, you know, look at the cast he had in that as well. Um, oh, man, there's some great scenes in this flick. Oh, I'm a big fan. This could be maybe not a five, but definitely a four and a half for me. Wow. that is. Uh... Can we get Can we get live on air, can we get Chief to do a bump? Can we get a bump? <laughs> you, want me Listeners? To, you want me to bump it right now, do you? Well, I don't, well you've got to do it. It's got to be natural. Okay. It's got to be organic. It's got to be an organic bump. All right. Well, I just need to look at other movies that I've given three stars and see if well you know, maybe you need to think that you gave Toy Story 4 four stars oh I'm, true I'm watching and a half. I'm watching Toy Story 4 every day of the week over this movie oh Christ yeah <sighs> oh I love the way they want to meet at the roller coaster by the way and our mate from Beverly Hills Cop yes uh, he's talking <laughs> instead of saying cocaine he's saying like so you got 500,000 dollars worth of cola that you want to yeah. offload for 250 <laughs> yeah. alright live on air and bump into three yes listeners done we it. did it done it done it bump to three that's some pressure that is pressure that's the pressure cooker pressure's for tyres and cookers Woo! Raiders of the Lost Link is a, is a good section yes a good segment and now the onus is on the chief doggy dog to come up with the next one Okay, man. Get it over okay. to me, buddy, because these films, they certainly ain't watching themselves. No, that's correct. That's correct. Um, we've talked about a 1993 classic. I wonder what the kids of 2020 have got to say. Hello. Is there anything that you like to collect? Action figures, comics, Lego, games. I like to collect Barbies and toys and uh, LOLs and stuff like that. I collect pine needles um, and shells from the beach. Thank you. Too much. Well. Too much. They've got too much to say for my liking. Not Scout. He's not saying much. Know your place, kids. Yes, yes. (laughs) Um, Listen, I want to move into the spotlight section of the show and... We were running a bit thin, and then you suddenly popped up with a, a WhatsApp message to me, and I was like, holy ball sacks, yes please. And we are going to be talking Super Soakers. The Super Soaker 50. Just pump up our powerful air pressure system. And you can soak someone up to 50 feet away. The Super Soaker 50 from Laramie. Also available, Thunder Flash. And Super Soaker Wing Thing. 
each sold separately. Super Soakers, it's the 90s. You want to have a water fight? Get yourself a Super Soaker. Now then, they changed the game, Chief. Now, now then, I was used to water pistols being a small replica 9mm handgun that held in the handle five five squeezes five pumps five squeezes yeah and that probably went about five feet at max and then you're very fine nozzle very fine nozzle you head into the refill station you know if you lose that little dunk the whole thing lose that little plug that little butt plug that goes in the bottom of the handle you've got no yeah. chance you're done the only good one i remember was paul the scratcher hatcher our buddy <laughs> that's our new segment <laughs> uh he had one for his birthday, and on the end of the nozzle, it was almost—it was a kind of small upgrade to a standardised water pistol in that it was a bit bigger. No, nothing like a super soaker. But on the end, on the on the the end of the gun, on the nozzle, you could turn it 90, oh, yeah. 90 degrees. So it looks What's that for shooting around corridors. It looks like you're pointing it at someone. You squeeze it, and it actually hits the other guy who's standing <laughs> to your left. It's faddy, but I love it. Yeah. Um, but like you said, in the early 90s, uh, now this will be a debate about when we got them in the UK and when we personally got them, but I'm going to say 91, maybe 92, but Super yep, Soakers, circa. and I think they were made by a company called Laramie, now taken over That's by correct. Nerf, they changed the game with the Super Soaker. Those old ones were like a pound from the post office, yeah. and they were garbage, and then one day... I think it was my cousin came over or someone came over with one and it was they had so they had different um, classes and I think they had like a 30 a 50 yes and a 100 that's correct yes there might have even been a bigger one a 150 we'll source some images yeah so I had like the I had the little orange one it turned the water fight on its head because there was a pumping system yes that would effectively create the pressure but then you didn't have to then you could pull the trigger whenever you wanted yeah you could release on demand yeah so you had a main canister didn't you and then you had one that sort of had air to get the pressure up and these things were like uh they went they went so far they were powerful and they was that was some great summer times yeah so the difference was like you said the super soaker 30 i don't have it in front of me what the millage is of that canister but it's obviously it's a separate unscrewable mini water bottle if you will that you just go and fill up at the tap screw it back in pump 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 and then you can probably get about three or four squeezes on the trigger before you need to pump 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 again and uh, oh yeah for sure and as the sizes went up the 30 the 50 the 100 effectively the water bottle got bigger you know you could generate more pressure as well i wasn't a fan of this but if you did want to you could kind of go semi-automatic and you could pump and spray Oh, right, the pump spray. Continuously. Technique. Yeah, yeah. But you know, that's using up two hands. Defending... And yeah. the reason why, one of the reasons why you don't want to use up two hands is during our games, we had instigated uh, ext- extras or add-ons, if you will. So we had, Mods. We, yeah, mods. We'd modded it by, you have to wear a belt for this, so bear with us, listeners. You have to wear a belt and you have to get some paper clips. And then you hook a paper <laughs> clip around your belt, you unfurl the other end, you get yourself a water balloon, fill that up, then you tie the end around the end of the water balloon and you hook up these semi-grenades around your belt. So you pump, you're shooting one hand, the other hand you're grabbing a water balloon off your belt and lazing it as a water grenade. Now that sounds great, but <laughs> listeners, 
That fairy tale never happened because <laughs> Chief tried this. It's just you can't be mobile, can you? And I just no. remember looking at you running through the woods and you were just you were just popping. You, your water bombs were popping on your belt. Because you put them on with safety pins. Yeah. No, uh, they were paper clips. But the other thing paper was, clips. the other thing was, I like to do combat rolls and stuff. So if someone's shooting at you, I'm doing a uh, action movie Arnie combat roll, and I'm just dropping on my own water bombs. Oh my goodness! So listen, now- listen. I think what was the format? It was either two on two or three on three. And was it like if you get hit by one? You're out, or I cannot remember the format. Yeah, I, I think that aspect of it, it was just carnage. The thing that was different was with those old uh, water pistols, it was very, very much like you'd b- both just stand next to each other and just shoot. Yes. Whereas this, there was like a fear element. You didn't want to get hit because these things were powerful. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So th- the games are really cool. And then you had a a neutral zone, which was the back patio yep. where we had the the hose and stuff and you could net you could not get hit there that was a safe zone yeah, the outside the, UN. the outside tap was a safe zone so yeah. obviously you're going to have to refill quite regularly and then back out to the battle zone back out to the battle zone you had a little wooded very small wooded area outside the back of your house and yes um this was this was a great alternative because i'm trying to think and we never bought them well i certainly didn't you know you could get laser tag was a was a thing around this time where you go to a actual venue in town you get your harness that you wear over yourself which has a target and a laser Laser gun laser quest but back then you know people were putting their hands over their targets and you couldn't shoot them and to buy one of these home laser quest kits it was about 50 quid for one for one target one gun so if you want four people that's 200 quid whereas these super soakers pretty sure they started at around 10 quid yeah, I feel like we always used to aim for the face because that actually oh, yeah. did hurt. Standard, yeah, yeah. Chief, if you were two metres away and you took a super soaker stream to the face... You've got a black eye. Mate, you're in pain. Yeah. When those things were fully pumped, man, they were they were rattling. Yeah. <laughs> Just itching to get out. Which model did you favour, Chief? Now then, You I... had that silly, long-barrelled one. I think I had a 50, a super soaker 50, which was... Which was yellow and green. Yellow and green. It had a longer nozzle... It was either your nice cousin, canister. R.O.D., who had the 100, because it had the double... It almost had a reserve tank. It had two water bottles. Did it have two water bottles? Well, what's that I thought second... it just had one big one, yeah. and then it had two little air ones. Okay, so it had a pressurised bubble or something, did it? I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it just had one that's just for your pressure. But that's that a, was the a, blue one. That's a two-handed fire. You, you can't pump and then hold that with one hand on the trigger. You need a, a steadying hand underneath to fire that bad boy. Yeah, but you can hold a position with that thing. Yeah. See, the, the the thing with those bigger canisters, you could be out in the battle zone for longer, Chief. Correct. You don't need to refill as much. You can hide behind a tree and cap someone as they go yeah. into the, as they're on their way to the refill. Now those lasted a couple of years, and I actually upgraded to sort of the next wave of super soakers, where they started putting pressure gauges on the side. What? And I got a bit more of a kind of. It looked a bit like the pulse rifle from Aliens. It was yeah. so cool. Yeah. But after that, I did check out. I also remember one, like one of my brother's mates had a Jeep and he went to Toys R Us and bought a whole load of these new super soakers, double barrels. Right. And there was a lot of driving around and just, just casually just nailing the cars behind <laughs> us, which I think you'd just get instantly arrested for if you did that now. Yeah, but 
It was all japes and scrapes back in the early 90s, Chief. And let's also not forget 1992, Chief Dog would have been 17. So what's a 17-year-old doing running around playing water pistols? I'll tell you what, having fun is what he's doing. He's certainly not watching True Romance. No. I know that. Um, if we can <laughs> source, I really want to stick up the uh, the old school photo we've got of us in with Super Soakers. So if we can source that somewhere, we've got a delightful yeah. photo of, uh, of Ben, <laughs> ben in a mega bowl cut hairdo. <laughs> it's un- that bowl cut is savage. And then my brother's got like a full wedge Antilles going on. Oh my lordy. Yeah, yeah, it's a sepia photo. Yes. It's like yes. a black and white one, isn't it? Now, yeah. you mentioned offline again to me that uh, the kid, Phoenix, had also got a Super Soaker recently or a few years ago. Yeah, he's got... So, is it Hasbro? No, Nerf own them now. Nerf right? own them now, yeah. Yeah. So, budget cuts to these Super Soakers, they don't work on a pump, store, and then trigger mechanism. It's just... It squirts when you pump it. Nah. Very cumbersome, Chief. You can't really aim. Yeah. I mean, it's got incredible range, but it's Billy Basic. It's yeah. nowhere near as much fun. Yeah. I mean, listen, if you've got an old school one, you can pump, pump, pump to get the pressure. You can line it up. You can stick some sights on that bad boy and real get a sniper shot. But if you're pumping whilst spraying, you can't steady your aim there. No, no, that's what I mean. And I think it mirrors the kids of today i mean they're just running around like absolute nutters with these things there's no there's no kind of structure there's no game to it hey when you were talking about us um in the the woods to the side of our house where i used to live it made me think of night it right yeah do you remember night it playing that yeah Jeez, that was wild. Wait, wait till he got pitch black, <laughs> then get dressed all in black. <laughs> yeah. One person has a torch, yeah. and the games would go on for hours. It wasn't like fast paced. No. It was slow yeah. and terrifying. You're, you're, you're camping out. You're, you're, you, 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 you're climbing. Buried a, yourself once. You're, <laughs> you're climbing a tree. <laughs> <laughs> you're climbing a tree and hiding up that tree for 35 minutes if you can just yeah just just lying in brambles yeah. and then you just see the per because obviously the person that's got it is, has the torch yeah. so that was just creepy what a crazy game that was <laughs> that was mad yeah and te- dude th- those woods saw a lot of action another wild game we used to do was uh, let's climb trees that are sort of quite wavy yeah. and wait for gale force winds <laughs> yeah sway in the wind just sway <laughs> i remember you went so high once <laughs> me and gav were on the deck and you said you were like i'm stuck i can't get down and you were like i'm just gonna let go and the branches will break my fall just like rambo (laughs) my brother almost started crying (laughs) he thought you were actually gonna do it and he was like chief seriously don't do it and you're like it's all right it's all right rambo does it (laughs) oh mate yeah they were good times. <laughs> good. Jeez. I mean, kids don't do that anymore, do they? I don't think. They certainly don't go out, <laughs> buy bungee cords and play lock into position. Yeah, so that was the other thing we did, climbing trees. We had belts with a bungee cord. Uh, <laughs> then we'd tie that bungee cord to a stick and then kind of swirl it like a grappling hook 
up into lock into a couple of branches, then kind of hurl yourself up while singing lock in a position <laughs> to the tune of you to a kill. And um, yeah, many a time the belt snapped and you do fall through the branches Rambo style. We, we mainly did that on upturned trees where they had, you know, their, the roots were exposed yes. and created effectively like a, a climbing wall. Yeah. And then at the bottom was just water. Oh, <laughs> great days, man. Good times. Well, Super Soakers, that really has been a blast from the past. Yeah. A good past. Great past. That was a good to catch up on that. So, Yeah, well, hey, you went on to eBay and some of those classics are going for big bucks. That's it. If you've got an old school one boxed or whatever, you're talking, you know, 50 quid plus. I tell you, you'd be lucky. Yeah, if it's not boxed, I don't know how well it's going to work. No. No, I tell you what. <laughs> I remember that one that you had. The nozzle always used to snap. Yes, correct. Yeah, so yep. goddamn long. Pairs required. Ah, mm. good show this week. Yeah, happy show. Good show. Yeah, yep. and um, I just want to say, if all the people out there are liking this, you can do us a favour. It's not for our egos or anything, but if you are on listening on Apple Podcasts, you can click that little purple icon to get into the podcast and rate and review us. Give us five stars. Tell them hacker reported. Uh, like yeah. I say, it's not for our egos. It's just to boost us up. The funky algorithm chart that is iTunes. You haven't reported a hacker for weeks. We have not reported a hacker for weeks, so let's try and rectify that next week. Uh, I might try and get on a little bit of Battlefront 2. Maybe I yeah. can squeeze 30 minutes out of you and we can get a session on that. Same, yeah. Uh, other places you can... Far- well, I, just the other thing I was going to say was hopefully you're enjoying the new Out of Timers network. We've got the other shows on there now, so we've got the Clone Wars yes. Dispatch so by the time this drops there'll be five or six episodes maybe out of that we're doing the Clone Wars animated show in chronological order having a blast with that they're bite-sized nuggets between 15 and 20 minutes and then uh, by the time this drops there'll also probably be a second Three Stooges wrestling watch-along show we're doing Brock Lesnar versus can you tell us? yeah we can we're doing Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns from Wrestlemania I want to say 31 not familiar. No, nope. so that's a good match. We have a good discussion on that. Me, amazing. Uh, the Face Man and uh, Phil Dubs, and yeah, the other, the other place you can find me is on Chiefy Two Shoes on Instagram or what's the other place? Twitter. And I'm doing daily cartoon strips. Although I haven't done some for a few days, so I need to up my game there. What about the good? What about um, where can the good folks find your other work? Well, I'm not ready to sign off yet because I forgot to mention that a Scalectrics DeLorean turned up Ooh, for me the other day. It did. Which I pre-ordered uh, maybe even last year. Yeah. You know that feeling when you do that and you just utterly forget that thing completely and you're opening this pass, you're like, what the hell is this? Oh, it was a joyous moment. I haven't fired it up yet. Oh, well, I was going to I was going to ask you how does it handle? What is the yeah. um, what's the what's the crack with it? But I'm a bit scared like my track up there is devastatingly fast. If that thing flies off, I'm going to smash it right up. Now, maybe I know that wouldn't concern you. Hey, hey, I've just thought of another spotlight, Skeletric. Yes, let's do Skeletric. Let's do it next step. Let's do it next step, Skeletric. I mean, we can talk about the DeLorean then as well. Okay. We'll see how okay. it handles. Um so you can find me on Instagram, Ben Flying Retro. I've ju- well, no, I haven't just dropped because <laughs> it'll be twelve days that's old. Be old news. <laughs> yeah, Ben Flying Retro, um, and that's about the only place you can find me, Chief. Yes, yes. Well, that's that's fine. That's fine. We got we got other stuff going on. We got irons in the fire, as you say. Yeah, for sure. There's only one thing left to say, Chief, and that is we are out of time. <laughs> <laughs>
No. Uh. Oh, for <laughs> sake. I can't even sign off of the bloody show. There's only one thing left to say. We've been the out-of-timers. And One Take Ben and Chief are out of time. <laughs> I'm keeping that in. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, that is funny. <laughs>